From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. All right. <laughs> so, wow, that was, that was pretty impressive. That was something. Oh, oh, that lost us. Let's see if we can get us back here. There we are. Hello, Michael. Uh, as, long as, as long as we have your face back. Yeah, I'll warn you guys. We've got some hellish delay here, so it just means that uh, Michael and I are going to try to give each other a little room to talk. So on that note, how are things out in L.A., Michael? Just a little. Uh, very, um, very hot. It's, uh, you know, it's not as bad as it's been. It's, uh, it's nice warm weather. Um, things are picking back up, you know, it's fun business. Um, things are good. How about with you in, uh, Oregon? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I'm in Portland, Oregon for those who didn't know that. And, uh, I'm just glad to be back at the movies. Yes, movies. Speaking of, 1979's Golden Dragon, Silver Snake. This one was kind of a surprise for me. Um, I I thought it was a pretty funny movie, but also it had some great action sequences. Um, tell us about the, it's a dual directed thing, right? Godfrey and uh, Kim Si Hyun. Yeah, well, you can pretty much always get with these Dragon Lee films. The Dragon the Hero is an exception, but they're they're not directed by Godfrey Ho. Godfrey, when they would, Kim Kim would direct them, then IFD or Asso Asia would take them, put them into the Hong Kong market, the international market, and they'd stick Godfrey's name on. Godfrey's name was mostly for the for the Asian markets. You know, the, the West didn't know one from the other, uh, but, but, you know, he had at least an American name, and so they would slap his name on as a director. But he, he was never behind the camera. On, on the majority of these, Enter, Enter Three Dragons, he did um, Dragon the Hero, as I mentioned. But uh, this one specifically, or, you know, Martial Monks of Shaolin, Dragon Claws, there's a whole slew of the Korean ones. Even the real Bruce Lee was, uh, was uh, Kim instead of Godfrey. Do you think he was on site, like, you know, just to keep things moving? You know, I mean, he was involved, right? Yeah, yeah, he'd go over there sometimes. I mean, surprisingly, though, there was always this, there's a, get it, there's a, uh, what am I trying to say, translation barrier. Like, even Dragon Lee would have to go over there and use translators to understand what they wanted when he'd work in Hong Kong. Like right. He did the clones of Bruce Lee and her three dragons, and even the dragon, the hero. It's like he needs a... A translator, so it would be the same when they'd go over to, to Korea. So they, I mean, they'd work it out. There, there were sometimes they'd use English as their common language. Like Dragon Lee doesn't speak English still to this day, or very little. People like Casanova Wong do, etc. So they would work it out. But yeah, he would go over there sometimes. I love it. Um, all right, so Dragon Lee. Um, we also have somebody new to me, Johnny Chan. Um, how much did Johnny Chan do? I didn't see a lot of movies for him. Yeah, yeah, John. He's only did two movies. He did this was okay. his first, and then he did one called uh, a, a wild one called Revenge of the Drunken Master. Uh, the next year, I think it was Revenge of the Drunken Master. I'm pretty sure this was like 1980, and then that was 81, 
and it was IFD also, you know, they put it out and, um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he, I mean, that one, they gave him his like, like starring opportunity. He didn't have a dragon league, you know, co-star to, to rely on, but, uh, it's a wild movie. If you ever find it, it's not that easy to find, but it's out there. Gotcha. Well, who else in the cast do we want to note here? So, I mean, obviously those two, who I call the blue boss, kind of the, one of the main characters, the main bad guy that's chasing him around. He's uh, notable, isn't he? Okay. I have him as Kong Du. Yeah, well, you got Chang Dao. Right, right. They're obviously all the different pronunciations, but Chang Dao, we've seen him in a number of movies. And then uh-huh. and then the other, he, the, the only Chinese, I mean, I maybe get this 100%, I'm not sure I'm going to get this right, but there, there are only a few Chinese actors, they, they bring him over. They got Chang Dao, Dragon, well, Dragon Lee's Korean. Um, uh, he, there, there really wasn't too many Chinese actors brought in. It's mostly all the, the Korean troupe that uh, Kim works with. As a matter of fact, anybody that watches all of Dragon Lee's films between 79 and 85, all of these guys, are they just, they just do them over and over and over against the same characters. In fact, I think it's one of the things I thought I'm sure we'll talk about, but is that that Martin Martin Chu plays the the sort of the the trainer, the drunken master kind of character. You know, he's usually our bad guy, and I think this movie is, is such an example of what a wasted talent he was as a comedic sort of relief. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, he was funny. What about um, the rickshaw driver? Um, he just good martial artists uh do we that's, know him that's who i'm talking about okay perfect so that's Choi min q is that right Mar- okay yeah, or martin if you want to make it easy thanks i ca- i just call him throughout this rick you know rickshaw <laughs> i got boss blue i got <laughs> boss red i've got rick uh juliet of course and uh we'll go from there with dragon and jackie but um or i guess johnny well it, so- it, it's easy to get him confused because of all the wigs you know, and once they put on those <laughs> wigs, you can't recognize them. That was amazing. I have both those clips coming up. Uh, first off, <laughs> I don't know if I have the wig pull off, but I definitely have the hat pull off. We'll get there. Um, so, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, I liked uh, the opening sequence with the motorcycle guys come in to fight his brother. Um, I'll, I'll jump right in with our motorcycle clip there because this was hilarious. <laughs> It's perfect. Go back and tell your boss that I will never give in to you lousy bastards. (laughs) Just a terrific introduction to the film. You get an idea that there's going to be a lot of slapstick and that really fun. Well, and, and you should probably note that this is the U.S. opening because the actual Korean opening, all the credits are done over Dragon Lee training on a, a, a man device, you know, like a, a dummy thing that he's working on. And he's doing it's sort of interesting because when you watch the Korean version of it, the movie opens up immediately in, in Dragon Lee and he's in his tracksuit and he's doing all this training and he'll pause and then the credit will pop up or he'll mug to the camera, which he does extensively in this you know there's a lot of dragonly mugging going on um <laughs> as a matter of fact before we we move ahead i want to point out that at this point i saw when i saw the dragon the hero i'd only seen about i was at, in my full dragonly love 
mode. You know, I was I'd seen him in um, the real Bruce Lee, uh, Dragon Lee versus the Five Brothers, the clones of Bruce Lee, um, and the Dragon the Hero. And this is the first time where I had a chance to see the Dragon Lee that that was comedic more or less you know he was the the guy that's in this is this whole movie first off is absolutely insane i mean let's not let's gotta we gotta look at this movie it is like a freak out lsd dragon lee movie in my in my view from everything from the acting to the set design to the action but and and dragon lee again but in my mind what, what about this film is that dragon lee is showing to me uh, and everybody's got their <clears throat> opinion who's the better martial artist or, or what have you. But for me, Dragon Lee's at his, at his peak in this movie. And he shows why I, th I, I think he's one of the better of the, the brutalization martial artists. I mean, he's, he's totally nuts. He's a, he's a crazy man. He takes, um, you know, these elements of Bruce Lee and, and puts them on 11, as they would say. And so this is final tap. Um, but, uh, Anyway, he's uh, this movie for me flipped me out when I first saw it because I had never seen him like this. He was always much more, more he was crazy, but he was much more serious. So the movie opens up back to our original point is that over his the credits of him training and then it goes into this fight, which for the American version, the credits play over. Yeah. Have you found a Korean copy that could potentially be scanned? Um, I mean, because I think that I like that opening sequence as well. I thought that was cool. This one is interesting because it shows a, a second of that, like before um, the, the, the screener copy you gave to me that, um, you know, the high quality version. But then it jumps to a weird fight that's, that has nothing to do with the movie. The, the copy that you let me watch um, has random other people fighting um, that who's the samuel walls right fighting against uh um another uh right yeah. give it to us well there, well it's a it's a great example because you know the the uh, this film was they chopped out about 10 minutes and in lieu of those 10 minutes they stuck in as you noted uh, a couple fight scenes from uh enter three dragons which that's samuel, right samuel walls and and uh, nick chung and so they that's what that that's all from but that was ifd they just figured look we lost 10 minutes they took things out that truthfully and you know we'll probably bring it up set up a few things at the end of the movie i mean this baseball bat gets set up more appropriately in the beginning uh the egg thing you know we see we do see in this version being set up with with them doing the egg so it pays it off but there's a couple pay setups and payoffs that get lost in their cuts but it wasn't so much action. So they stuck in five minutes of fights that you just go, <laughs> they just assume you're just going to go, oh, okay, this is some guys fighting. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just filler. It's like some of the worst examples of these movies where they would just think, ah, it's an American audience. They want to see some action, just throw it in. And that's the problem. You know, I try so hard to identify all these people that I've seen and what well, we've done 40 of these. So I'm just like, okay. This guy's familiar, you know. I'm I'm not as scholarly as uh, as many of our our fans are, but it totally throws me for a loop because I'm like, he's talking about killing his brother, and then we go in the next scene, he's going to actually like his brother's going to get killed, but it had nothing to do with that scene at all. Samuel Wells is just overdubbed saying that I'm going to kill your brother, or whatever. It was wild, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we get into the big boss, um, which I thought was hilarious because first off, he had a cute kitty cat, and I just thought that was great. 
and, and I didn't show this clip in, but anybody who's watched this, they know it's hilarious. He throws the cat at his own henchman. <laughs> that was just the best. I mean, you think he, and he had it back instantly too. It was almost like a boomerang cat over there, scratched his face and right back on his lap. Just, yeah, here we go. Um, I also thought it was funny that they yeah. were trying not to show his face. You know, for the big reveal at the end. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, oh, just on that yeah. point, there's a lot of um, sort of mystery going on in this. There's a lot of, um, you know, like putting him, at one point we get the guy in the wheelchair looking like he's sick, like he's coughing, or we get the guy with the cat, and and it, and then there's a lot of, and then there's the, they're, they're wearing wigs that they take off. That have, the, the idea that we're getting mysterious bad guys to throw off who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, the way they disguise them is so either it's non effective like the wig it's kind of like superman he puts on the glasses he's clark kent he takes them off he's superman you know it's one of those kind of moments or or the idea is it's like it makes no sense i mean why is the guy as you'll mention that's not the guy you were just talking about throwing the the cat but why is the guy sick in the wheelchair coughing and uh, acting like he's an old guy but which we realize he's not <laughs> you know so right he was so, the cop so who I, was the cat man so weird yeah, and it's awesome. Um, my one of my favorite scenes, which I do have in here, I'm kicking myself that I didn't put the clip in of the dude taking his wig off because it ties into the last one we did. You remember um, when our uh, thief of the gold shows up and he's got the big beautiful wig on all of a sudden, handing money off. This is for your mother, and this is for <laughs> very funny. But yeah, it's the whole idea that these that wigs are a thing, you know, and the idea that he'd be surprised. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I did put, I do have the clip coming up of uh dragon taking his hat off and the guy going oh it's you it's like yeah that can go right sunglasses right. yeah telephone guy um all right well <laughs> there's the cat um so yeah what this all comes down to is it's a big group of thugs gangsters that are um you know extorting people for money and that's the odd subplot to let us get to our fights but um, it's supposed to be a protest, uh, and we get right to one of the first scenes where, and this is our second clip. I'll throw it on first, and then we can talk about it. But this was uh, Dragon's brother getting murdered. against us. So dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. Well, and in fact, that scene in the Korean version, the 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 shot of his face that you just saw, where the his eyes roll up into his head and the blood's coming out of his mouth, that got cut out. So he basically he see the guy off frame stabbing, and then it just cuts to him hitting the ground. I think they, I think maybe the the dramatic violence of his, his face was too much for the Korean uh, <laughs> the Korean market. So it does show up in the Western and the Hong Kong version, though. It's funny what, you know, we've had this conversation a dozen times, but the stuff that they decided to cut out based on, you know, censors of the time, like 
a drill in the chest. It's so phony, you know, and we've already had like horror movies galore where people are disemboweled and stuff. I don't know, but so scary. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. So now we get the outside fight. So we get the drill piece and now we have the part with Samuel well with Samuel Wells. Um, uh, we get, which was just random. Um, it was fun to watch, but they didn't get the brother thing at all. And it wasn't until I read something afterwards talking about that, that had absolutely nothing to do with the film that I felt better about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the bad guys come, they say, we're going to double the rent. Um, I think at that point we actually get to, um, which I think is hilarious, Dragon Lee getting the job as a cook. So how many of these have we had him as a cook in a restaurant? Yeah. Right, and and, uh, and first off, making an exa- uh, this is another example. They, this the Korean version, the original version of this sets up the ending in, in this that gets cut from the U.S. version, and that is. Um, he uh, when he comes in and he gets the job offered to the guy. The guy's name is Moon. That runs the the actor's name is Moon, who runs the restaurant. Um, there is a scene that has where he points to Dragon Lee and says, "What's what's that in your pack?" You know, and he pulls it out and goes, "Oh, it's a baseball." And he's like, "Oh wow!" And they throw the ball back and he hits it, and he hits him in the face. At one point, he hits the guy in the face, Moon in the face, and that's why he's got that patch on his face. I the next wondered time you about see him that. Kind of, when you originally see, it, you're like. Where do you, yeah, this exa- right, exactly, because Dragon has hit the ball in his face, but that's what pays off the ending, because Martin, the, the rickshaw, or Rick, as you call him, who's there, he's he's there in that scene. So at the end, when we, jumping ahead, just to show the payoff, when Dragon Lee has Martin throwing the balls at him, he's hitting him and the guy, the other guy in the face, it sort of set that up in, in the original Korean version that we don't get in this. Yeah, it also explains why the um, restaurant owner became a total dick between scenes. Like first scene, he's like, yeah, sure, right. give you room and board, no problem. And then the next time he's like, what are you doing this for? Why are you singing? You're a piece of shit, you know, just like going off on him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so he gets the job, they go back off to the farm and we get uh, our first scene of Jackie uh, or Johnny. I don't I'll just keep calling him Jackie. But um, yeah, the fake Jackie. I could see why he didn't make it into more than a couple of these movies. Like, he's only Jackie by, like, like let's just say you were on drugs, took mushrooms or something like that, and you went to some place in Korea and saw a guy with long hair. Only then would you think that this was Jackie Chan. I mean, there's no well, Jackie. And you know, you know what? This introduction thing's important. Again, just as a note, in the Korean version, you're introduced to him a little differently. He's it literally cuts to the the field with the cows and we hear a guy singing this like love song on a guitar and there's Jackie <laughs> sitting on the hill playing with all these cows around him. He's playing his guitar and then the, the girl comes up, the, the girl that he's apparently in love with comes up. They have a little, I can't remember what the conversation was. They have a little bit of a conversation. She goes off, then a car drives up and they ask him for directions. And he goes, you know, they're asking for where the guy, you know, where the, 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 the family is, where the farm is. And he points to, to them and then he kind of thinks, wait a minute, were those guys good guys? Or there's some like a weird reference to that and he just runs off after them. And then then we get what's the US, where the US starts off where it's basically just the car driving up. That's perfect because it makes perfect sense. He actually, he's eyeballing them really intensely. And then he says, hey, I saw these guys and they're thugs. So and I didn't understand that reference at all. I'm like, well, that makes, yeah. So that makes perfect sense. 
Um, and that leads to our next clip, which will lead on to where we go from there. This is uh, Jackie uh, fighting back against the thugs with his trusty guitar. All right, then. Until the next time. Did you... Hold that! Huh? <laughs> They're lying. I saw them at Warren's restaurant. They're gangsters. <laughs> gangsters? I remember your face. You're that bastard milkman, am I not right? You ought to watch your mouth. Go away and don't bother us if you value your life. You... You gotta be itching for a fight, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you play requests. <laughs> yeah, it was terrific. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, um yeah, that was that, that, that was line the, the the you must be itching for a fight, sweetheart. You know, that's the best part. <laughs> Uh, the guy over the guys overdubbing this must have had a field day but yeah that was terrific i don't know what he's shooting with his guitar um you know after the first one just kind of pops the guy in the face it's not a big deal the second guy wasn't ready it sort of like went in his eye or something that was awesome um yeah so <laughs> yeah the gangster's demanding the farm but we say no um I skipped a seed earlier. I should have noted it, but I didn't think it was important at the time. It was after Rick drops off Dragon. He goes, for some reason, to the gym where the bad guys are at. And he's like, hey, somebody order a rickshaw? And they're all like, no, get out of here. You suck. Well, it happens again like yeah. right after this seed. Right. And, and it's interesting because I, I, my... You know, your interpretation of that later is that he's just scoping everything out. But... You know, like he's like doing this on purpose and pretending to. But if you listen to some dialogue towards the end, and I mean, we can't read too deep into these movies. Otherwise, you'll be like, wow, there's a hole in this plot. <laughs> um, th there's a point where he, where he brings up the gangsters. He goes, you know what? I actually, actually found them at a gym or something. Like he acts like it was an accident later. Like he goes, I did stumble on them. I know where their gym is. So in a way, it's, it's written in the beginning as if he's doing it on purpose. But then at the end, through his dialogue, it's as if he's saying, no, I just kept screwing up and going to just the right places to yeah. be mistaken, you know? It's like he has the worst business model in the world. It's just to run around with his rickshaw and walk in places. I mean, because when he comes to the farm, that was exactly it. My note was just, <laughs> so he just runs around offering, yeah. Because he goes to the old man and he's like, rickshaw, you guys ordered one? And he's like, no, like, I, who are you? Yeah, it was great. Um, well, good. Yeah. So now we get um, Jackie heads to the restaurant. Um, this was that scene we were just referencing where the owner's being kind of an ass. Um, but he lets Dragon go out, meet Jackie. Um, he's impatient with them, just shaking hands and stuff. But we get to this great clip. Uh, they come inside and it's like, I guess this is the first time we've had the guitar now as like a, a gimmick. And now we're going to have eggs as the gimmick. Um, right prior to the scene, uh, Dragon um, cuts a bunch of cabbage with dual like yeah um what do you call that magnet knife you guys could anyway it was really it looks all awesome and the guy's kind of impressed so this is sort of like it adds on to it um this is the eggs in the kitchen here we are let's see. just a minute hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you notice watching this you know this is where dragon sort of excels i think in ways 
slide didn't really go, you know, which is this <laughs> mugging cop. Huh? Oh, I think you call that a cleaver. A beaver cleaver. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you'll end up by breaking my eggs. Come on out of it. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so it's a... Um, I don't know. I feel like they didn't know what to do with Jackie because, you know, Jackie's, um, you know, already doing a bunch of wacky stuff, stunts, all the good stuff that we know Jackie for. So they're like, well, I guess we just make him this kind of magical guitar egg guy and the egg thing, which we'll come back into later on when he has his egg kung fu. Well, yeah. And, and you know, you're we're, we, we haven't really said it, but this is one of those examples of that hybrid example of where Bruce exploitation was melding into Jackie exploitation, right? You know, we've we've got Bruce and Jackie to the rescue. I think Golden Dragon Silver Snake falls right smack into that that you know there's a, a series of movies where Dragon Lee himself was becoming Bruce and Jackie mixed together. You know, there's a little bit of him doing that here except he's still fully in his uh his uh, Bruce mode. That example you were talking about the 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 showed uh is that that to me is where you know it kind of threw me off when i first saw because like i said all my my presentations as a kid of dragon lee was a, he was mugging of course and he was a little nuts but he was very serious and then here i'm watching him with his the goofy chef and the eggs and the top and he's making all the big faces and he's like mm, you know all that kind of stuff and that that was you know again whether you like it or hate it everybody's got a different feeling about how they want him to be but to me that shows a little bit of his ability to to relax and and be you know charactery rather than just staying with i mean he's nutty bruce he's totally nutty bruce but he um he's not afraid to play around with it and uh and this and this film is an example of him at his muggiest you know, I know it's not necessarily him. It's the director saying, look in the camera and smile. It's do, you know, at the like I said, if you catch the Korean version, watch the opening credits. He's just constantly doing a move and then he's looking at the camera and going, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Great faces. It makes you wonder what a world would have been like. Um, let's just say nothing ever bad happened to Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. There still would have been Bruce Lee clones. And how different would they have been? It wouldn't have been as sentimental to people, but it still would have happened. And Bruce would have had to deal with that too. Like these guys are totally mocking me, stealing my style. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's just an interesting thought. You know, I mean, people pass away; they it definitely you know cements their legendary status. But the fact was, he was hugely popular at the time and during his life. And you're probably right; that's exactly what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Jackie had to deal with it. He must have been watching something like this going, what is going on? I'm Jackie Chan. You, yeah, I know this is uh, yeah. this is 79. So I know Jackie didn't he was he's out there, but he's not uh, he wasn't Bruce Lee level yet. Uh, that reminds me, what was the one we watched where they took Jackie Chan and tried to say he was the new Bruce Lee? That's New Fists of Fury. That was Loway's uh, New Fists yeah. of Fury, and and it's funny because Mars, Mars, who's a, who's a a stuntman actor, um, he told me that that when Jackie was, I think he wanted to say he was in Australia or something doing stunts on. I, I'm not. I can't remember where he said they were, but he said he remembered when he got the call from Insignyun to do um, to do uh, Snake and the Eagle Shadow. 
And he was kind of the only reason he went and did it is a low budget movie. He was just like, I'm going to go do this. I want to get back, go back home. You know, he was just tired of being out there. So he chose it specifically for that reason. And then that movie made him a superstar. Wow. Well, well, cool. Um, we love it. Uh, so we got our egg acrobat. Oh, no. Yeah. So we're about to hit the rickshaw, which I think was a, yeah, interesting. So Rick, for some reason, is in the middle of the road. Jackie spins around the corner with his. And obviously, they had a real farm here. Um, if I read something saying there was another title to this, something like the the duel or a battle at Kung Fu Ranch or something like that. Fight at fat at the fat fight at the Hong Kong Ranch. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So and you could see they really did get a farm. They had cows. There's a lot of eggs. They had those cool milk containers. They weren't messing around. And this movie's so full of props, and almost every prop gets used. So I like that. Um, so we hit the rickshaw, uh, he comes out and he thinks he killed Rick and he's looking all around. And of course he turns around Rick's of course, like some sort of magical sprite from Shakespeare sitting on top of the car instead. And he does this weird little dancey walk across the eggs without breaking them. I thought that was hilarious. Um, which yeah, leads they, they, to... there's a, a number of the, no, you're good. There's a number of the training scenes that, um, it got cut out. I mean, not too much, but a few minutes where he's, where I like there one. You have one coming up where they start training, where he falls and he's in the rickshaw. And there's another one with some food where he's like, I think he's trying to, to have uh, Martin's trying to get Jackie to diet, so he's like eating food but not letting him eat them, and he's like, you know, goofing around with them. So there's there's a level of this. They were going for the the Jackie Chan in you know the the Snake and the Eagle shadow vibe, sticking it in these weird corners of this movie, you know, him being trained. But really, it's sort of like a little side story, him being trained just specifically to get that Jackie element in there. Totally, yeah. Like Rick, out of at this moment, he he hasn't done anything except walk around offering his rickshaw. He got dragging the job, so we don't even know he's some sort of martial arts expert yet until Jackie starts begging that he gets trained by him at this point, and. That leads to a very funny scene coming up, which I do have a, a clip from. So, um, so great. He connects up with Rick, um, and next thing we have, we get to meet. I guess we're meeting the Red Boss, and I didn't understand it yet. So, Blue Boss goes to meet Red Boss, and Red Boss is uh, he's water skiing with <laughs> just water skiing with a speedboat. Um, totally random. It's like, where is he? Yeah, and it just shows him out there. He's doing a great job, and um, he comes in. It's a great scene where he's just he's lying back, relaxing, and he's got like ten, uh, eight women massaging him randomly as he's just sort of, oh yes, yeah, so we're gonna make our way through this. It's a very funny scene. <laughs> um, okay, explain how this scene fits in. So the next scene after that, so we get like the plot again. We need to steal this farm from these people. Um, the next scene shows Dragon going to the same apartment building his brother was in. Uh, he gets in the same elevator, but he gets off on some level and he just gets randomly jumped. Right. He's supposed, I think the idea is he's supposedly getting jumped by a guy who was in, involved with the, um, with the bad guys. Cause he's watching him and then he hits him and he says, robbery, robbery. Like he was like uh, being robbed. So they would kind of pummel him and maybe take him out a little bit which again this leads into the whole thing with with dragon wearing this goofy headrest and he's like well some kids you know they, they <laughs> threw rocks at me or whatever it is and it's a and I, I, I like again i just i'm pointing this out first off this film in itself putting aside dragon lee's performance is what you were talking about 
earlier with everything from the eggs to the ranch to the water skiing. They weren't being lazy on this movie. This wasn't like, let's fight. Here's a field. Go fight here. Here's another field. Fight here. It's like baseball bats and swings and water skis and boats and eggs and and as stupidly lovely as the movie is, you know, it's like you can't you can't fault it for not trying to go a hundred million Absolutely. yards. And even the color palettes are like these wild colors and and so in that regard, it's one of those one of those Bruce Bloitation movies you can almost pop in every couple times a year in the background and and because it's just so crazy and weird to to just have you know it's like i said the drug-induced lsd movie yeah yeah i also like that um you know he couldn't just tell the truth like i was totally jumped by some guy and then i got beat up by a bunch of people like it's more realistic to say kids threw rocks at me so now i'm like completely bandaged up head to toe you know it's like okay i thought that was funny um okay so yeah we get to the restaurant um i believe at this point yeah this is when um dragon actually kicks the thugs butts in the restaurant um lots of fun prop usage there lots of damage i always think about that like the poor guy could barely you know pay for double the rent now and he can't afford to hire somebody else but now he has to replace all of his tables and everything else because they came in and completely destroyed his stuff and actually, just to point out, it, again, in the Korean version, it's cut in the U.S. version. But after that fight scene you're talking about, there is a shot where Moon pops his head up over the, the table and looks. And I think that's where it cuts in the U.S. version. But what he sees is Dragon Lee just after he's display, just calmly goes back and he starts picking up tables. He starts putting the, the tablecloths on him. He starts fixing the leg of and he's so you actually see dragon go back to fixing the place up so there's kind of a neat element there i don't know why i chopped it out but that was in the original yeah why cut that out that would make perfect sense instead the next time we see him he's getting fired pretty much and we get the next fight where moon gets you know destroyed well um yeah. <laughs> okay so we got jackie yeah so the robbery the restaurant um, we've done, oh, this was the fun, um, Rick is training Jackie and he does the stupid run on the wheel thing of his rickshaw. I don't know why his rickshaw is now just taken apart in a prop for doing other stuff, but that's how it goes. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know the old man's name, but we just call him old man, which I, they call him that in the movie too. But the thug is back at the farm and this time, um, you know, the old man, gives the sob story to the thug about why he w really wants to keep it and everything like that, which I thought was very fascinating, but it's like, he didn't realize the thug just doesn't give a crap. Like he's going to take his stuff anyway, but then we get Juliet um, introduced to ne the next time. So we would have met her probably or originally with Jackie doing the song. And then we meet her out front when Jackie gets beat up, but now she comes out with a rifle and uh, yeah. Um, sends blue blue boss back home. And then we get to the great, the next fight. So there's this, they kick the thug away. And now we get uh, clip five, which is the uh, Rick and the thugs. Here we go. Oh, the unicorn. Standing hard. Hanging hard. Flying fish. Sun and moon. Straight fun. Master, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Straight fist. Back fist. Turning fist. Keep turning. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Um, I love, I looked up his shirt and that Baker electric cars. I'm, you, sorry, I'm a dumbass about cars, but I guess that was like you, a real company that made electric cars back in the 1800s or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to note that that was kind of interesting. Now we're dealing so much with the uh, electric cars out it's back to that. And I was going to, I was going to point something I forgot to point out is that, um, the scene before where we were talking about where Dragon Lee fights the guys in the restaurant, there's a really funny moment in there that it's, it's a sort of almost like a, a self-reflexive thing on Dragon Lee where he jumps back and he goes, bah, bah, bah. you know, he makes this weird like barking noise, like he's like what he does when he fights. And the guy goes, what do you say? I don't know. And then they just start fighting. And I think to me, that was almost like, let's take a moment where you do one of those sounds you always do. Because in the Korean version, it's there too. It's not like he's saying anything. He's actually making this high-pitched squeal. And it's it's it almost felt like the filmmakers went, Dragon, you always do this crazy noise. Let's just do have a joke where you do it. And then they say, because I can't otherwise figure out why they had put that in there. So I, I wanted to point that out. And then this scene you were talking about here with the with the bad guys and this Jackie Chan fight scene. This was the scene where the diet was taking place, where he was pulling the food from him. It was right before this happens. He's They're eating yeah. and then he comes over and does the wheel. Yeah. Makes more sense. Um, I thought it was delightful in that, you know, it's all the classic kung fu movies, the idea that you use these props to strengthen yourself, but also he has a pine cone on his head he's not allowed to drop. And he drops it at one point. It was a very jacky yeah. thing of like sneaking it back up. But also the sequence is just great, him using the bags. He doesn't realize it's the it's um it's karate kid before karate kid. He doesn't realize that he's using this tool, this implement to actually start creating damage on these bad guys by hitting them with the bags on his feet and hands. So another really cool kind of like, oh, my training is good. I just keep doing what Rick tells me to do and I'm kicking ass. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, cool. And that leads us to, I had something else there. Um, oh, doesn't matter. Um, we... Well, I'll say something real quick. I just want to say something real fast because just because I know you're showing these clips that you know, you're, you've kind of cropped them a little bit to, I guess, to fit 16 by nine, but these are actually, you know, from the original 235 aspect anamorphically produced scope scan. So we're missing some of the information on the left and the right of frame, but it's still looking better than the four by three you're finding normally of this, this, uh, this film. I'm glad you mentioned that because I hadn't noticed because of the way I view the interface, but it's gotta be something that this uh, tool I'm using or YouTube does it or something, but yeah, because obviously it's pulled from the same source. It's, and then it's, it, it, it's making it fit. Yeah, it's making it fit our screen, obviously, because it's 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 still cropping off the edges, so it's blowing up the two, three, five. Otherwise, you'd have black bars at the top and the bottom. Oh, exactly. I'm just pointing that out, just technically, because it's what you're seeing is not the full image of the movie. We're just getting, uh, but it's obviously much better and much cleaner than than what's what's floating around anyway. Oh yeah, so. Um... So yeah, Martial Arts Theater 3000 just pointed out, um, I wonder if it's actually Dragon Lee making that sound. I think that sound has something to do, if you'll notice, um, there's a couple of times, like when he's fighting the big um, Korean bodybuilder in the gym, he sort of makes that sound above him. And I feel like it was some sort of chi energy to like destroy the guy, because he, he kind of kills him with the sound. So if you follow that all the way back, it's sort of like he's finding his power out of this <laughs> just, 
That's my opinion. Right. Well, he, he well, no, and it's and it's it's interesting because if you watch Dragon and you see these little crazy things that are now his, he's made these his own. I mean, he, he Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, not even, even Bruce Lee don't, doesn't do what he does, but you can take it all the way back to Bruce Lee. Like, you know, there's you, one of the things you'll I'll give you an example. You, when you watch dragon, he puts his hands up like this and he, he shakes his, his fist this way. You know, he's got him up in the air like this. And then he, he screams. And if you watch what he's doing is he's taking the scene from fists of fury right before, um, uh, I think one of the scenes is right before Bruce Lee jumps up and kicks Suzuki in the throat at the very end. You know, it's Jackie doing the doubling. But he, so Dragon would take a moment from a Bruce Lee movie, whether it's the, you know, holding of the fist like he did in The Big Boss and uh, Fist of Fury after he's killed the guy. Dragon takes that all the time and he'll grab the fist, like control it, you know. But um, I think these elements are just him just taking Bruce Lee up 10 notches, you know. And he's not dubbing the sound. He's not. He's not the actual guy dubbing it. But he is trying to make these Bruce Lee-like animal cries. And yeah, isn't that a funny thing that I, I personally, as somebody who you know, I saw Bruce Lee for the first time when I was five years old or something like that at a drive-in. I never questioned Bruce Lee making those sounds. I just thought that's what badass kung fu guys do. They wow, you know, that's and obviously, I think all the '80s, like almost every weird Bruce Boitation reference and stuff like Police Academy and all that. That's really how you signify you're doing a Bruce is by doing some ridiculous cat sound or something like that. Yeah. Well, and there was, there were ki is a Japanese word, but there were yeah. yells and screams. You watch the earlier films, whether one-armed boxer, Chinese boxer, whatever, or earlier Shaw Brothers before Lee came along, and they were screaming and yelling as they were fighting. But he, he put that spin on it with the sort of higher pitch, you know, it'd get into like the, like kind of add that element. Once he did that, man, it was off. It's like, yeah, that was his deal. You know, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, all right. So we're back to the, um, to the restaurant dragons fired or whatever. Um, he comes outside. It was actually a funny scene because the thugs are back and they were like about to walk in and go kill moon or whatever. And then they see him and they're like, Oh, kind of like, we don't have any problems until he walks off and then they go in and tear the restaurant up. But um, yeah, they see Dragon, they back off. Um, this is this is our next clip. Um, I have Dragon. I love this part because he gets in, like we, we see this Westerner and a couple of these big buff dudes at the gym and it's suddenly like they just pull up in a car and it's this, yeah, it's this Westerner dude. What I liked about this fight is, and this is what I hopefully captured in the clip, is Dragon just kicks the shit out of him. It's very funny. Um, yeah, here we go. See the chi sound effect. Yeah. What I love about that is he really just goes to town. Um, and I wish I, I would have connected those together. You want, you see this guy in one other scene later, 
And he just comes in and he's got like a whole leg cast and he's just completely, and they have him walking like extra slow. Like he's so damaged at this point from what Dragon did to him. It's really nice. And what's funny, what's funny about that is it's such a clear bit of comedy, right? It's like the guy going, he, cause he says some line about like, listen, I'm going home. And the bad guy's like going, what, you sure you don't want to stay? And he's like, yeah, this is too much. And it's what's so funny about it is the bad guys are usually, you're staying, where are you going? You're not good, go back out there and finish the job. But he's like, okay, sorry, have a safe trip back. You know, it's so, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene later on with that too. Oh yeah, there's a great scene where the current thugs that just, you know, the ones in the leather, they, they, uh, they're just getting their butt kicked by dragons. So they just run away. And they, they find, I think, Red Boss. And he's just like, I think he's got the old man at that point. But they, they, it's like they didn't mention that they just ran away from the real fight and they're joining him for the other fight. It's just sort of like, oh, yeah, we're, we're on. I don't I love it. Um, <laughs> I made a note of the MAGA hat lady, which is Juliet. Why is she always wearing that red hat? I can't make out what it says on it. I know it's in a MAGA hat. But maybe <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a, we jumped to this scene where Bruce is getting um, pulled back to the farm by Jackie because he's I'm sure the old man's going to give him a job. Um, he meets the, he meets Juliet. Um, we get to see all the cows finally because I, I think we would have seen the cows with the scene you talked about with the song earlier with Jackie, but we didn't. So it's the first time we're starting to realize right. this is a real farm. Um, Dragon's hired. And then, um, yeah, Jackie realizes that Dragon and Rick are already friends. Um, we get a quick call We because we have to set the plot back up that the cat man is like, you got to go get that stuff. Um, followed by the scene with the great scene of the Westerner coming in so badly beaten. I don't yeah. even know what he's. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that it's when 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 um, Jackie introduces Dragon to the family because that's what you were talking about, right? Yeah, he brings him to the farm. Yeah, when he's introducing first. him to the family. Yeah. Yeah, what he he says is, you know, hey, you know, that chick is like, you know, it's, I kind of am in love with her, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll help you, my friend. But that's so funny about the end of this movie, and I never understood it. I still don't understand it. The very, I'm just gonna have to tie it in. The very last scene of the movie is the girl walks in after Dragon's killed all the bad guys, and Martin's like, "Hey, look!" And then she looks at him and smiles, and Dragon gets a big smile on his face, and it's like, "Wait a minute, is he now moving in on her? <laughs> what just happened?" Yeah, when she shows up at the end, it's very like, I don't know. It felt like a David Lynch scene from Twin Peaks or something. It's like, what are you doing here? Like, she just came out of nowhere. She's perfectly poised. You wouldn't know that she was in the hospital like 20 minutes earlier with shock. <laughs> I don't know. Very nice. Um, all right. So that leads us to, yeah, this is really great. Um, so because Catman demanded more, um, we had the Western scene. We get this clip I'm about to put on. So the bad guys come wearing the same clothes they've been wearing. Blue Boss is wearing his blue outfit. The thugs are wearing their black and white leather. But they decided it's time to throw on some pantyhose masks so nobody can figure out who they are. <laughs> it's like the wig and it's like the hat. Uh, <laughs> let me throw that in here. Right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, same bikes, same clothes. Same clothes, yeah, same clothes, same outfits, but the netting, yeah, it's so funny. The mustache. They're never going to recognize us. Well, not only that, but 
they end up revealing themselves to them anyway. It was like, like you, who was gonna, you know, you're gonna kidnap them and reveal yourself later. Yeah. In the middle of the day, uh, which I, I suppose they just didn't want to film at night because they didn't have lighting equipment or whatever. But it's very funny. Um, yeah, wearing the same clothes. They weren't in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, why are they sleeping during the day? Oh, I loved it. Old man pops up right away. He's got a katana. Starts going to town. He's, uh, he's standing up for himself pretty well. Um, one of my favorite scenes. Um, he's fighting the old man. Old man's got the sword. Um, Blue Boss doesn't have anything, but the phone starts ringing. And he picks up the phone and he uses it to block the sword. And then he answers the call like, hello? Oh, no. You know, something. he says something and hangs up. But I just thought that was a really funny little thing to throw in in the middle of this very dire scene. Um, well, yeah. And that's my what I was trying to say earlier is that this, the choreography in this is it's like a little just it's zany and it's a, some you know dated in a lot of ways. But there is no doubt that there was an effort to try to do something on the edge here. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can look at it now and as we do, it's not a bad movie like you'd say, maybe Ed Wood's a bad movie, but you know, it's clearly not a good movie, but it, in essence it is a very entertaining movie from that perspective. And there's a lot of fights and there's a lot of intricate choreography and it's very Three Stooges, you know, like, you know, at times, you know, in their version of the Three Stooges, um, you know, with the eggs in the mouth and the, you know, and, and Dragon acting the way he does, but it's, it's, it's great. I mean. I, I actually find this movie so entertaining from the fight scenes perspective for that reason. Yeah, me too. Um, really fun choreography across the board. I totally agree. Um, one thing that surprised me about the end of that scene is they had straight up killed lots of... They hung that dude from the stairway. So, I mean, they, they literally hung him. And then they killed the other guy too. And yeah, it's funny because Dragon's like, doesn't this guy work here as well? It's like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did. He's dead. Uh, yeah, so, so they kidnapped the old man. They kidnapped the girl. Um, yeah, he did. We, yeah, they, they straight up murdered people. And now we get the police involved. Um, and the it's like the, yeah, the no, not helpful police. Uh, he comes and we know anybody, again, if you're in here, you've watched this. We know it's actually the, the big boss who's playing the cop. But we don't know this as people watching it yet. So it just seems like a useless police officer. Funny scene here. Um, Dragon, Rick, right. and Jackie are all standing there together, and they're like, "We should go." This is what you were talking about, where Rick's like, "Oh, yeah, they're the they, they, out of a gym, this gym," and it's like, "Okay," and we've seen the gym, so we know what kind of sexy gym this is. But um, I don't know why they didn't all go together. That could have been they probably could have saved everybody there. But Dragon decides to go by himself, and this is that funny throwback, of course, Bruce coming in working for the telephone company so what that entails is he had a briefcase he had yellow glasses and this little black kango hat <laughs> and a very random one you know kind of comes in anybody here Let me right see, do which, i have that one which oh, though if you well i was going to say what's interesting about that moment is he I mean, again it's like you talked about it's like you put on a wig you look totally different you put on a pair of glasses you can't recognize you you know it's like they do this throughout the movie it's just like so absurd but what's funny about this moment with dragon is he comes in 
He's got the hat on, the rickshaw hat that Bruce Lee had on in Fist of Fury, and he's got the glasses like Bruce Lee had on Fist of Fury when he was doing the telephone repairman. So he's sort of morphing two of the Bruce Lee disguises from Fist of Fury into this for, you know, what, 30 seconds before he pulls it off. And, you know, he's, I mean, he just might as well have walked in the room and just been himself, you know, it doesn't right. really matter. Um, but, Which uh, is was, true with Bruce that, too, that, right? You know, when another, Bruce comes in, in, um, in Fist of Fury, we're like, well, it's obviously Bruce. I mean. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's true in, in Fist of Fury, too. It's a little more sort of thought out in that movie because in Fist of Fury, when he goes into the telephone repair man, he's just trying to check the place out. So he's hoping nobody recognizes him. He's acting totally different. You know, Dragon Lee kind of comes in and acts like Dragon Lee, where Bruce is like doing his Jerry Lewis in Fist of You're Fury. You're right. And then yeah, when yeah. he's the rickshaw driver, it's him. Him just sort of waiting outside to try and get information from uh, Paul Way, and so there's a little yeah. bit more of a structure here. Dragon Lee just walks in and he's like pulling everything off and going into a fight. You know, it's just, but it's a great. It's probably where they said, "Wait a minute, we've been trying to work in a scene like Fist of Fury with you, so let's just do it here." You know? Yeah. All right. Well, let me throw in that scene and then we'll talk about it. because it's so funny that um, it's so oh, okay. not a disguise, which just keeps happening in this film. <laughs> the girl's tight up there. I'm from the telephone company. Really? There's nothing wrong with the phone. Be off with you. Really? But I have company orders. <laughs> Julian! And you are? <laughs> Boys, get ready. A little finger. It's wonderful. Yeah, and you are? He just, what you want? <laughs> yeah, oh, no. it's, it's, it's a good scene. In fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the beginning of the Korean version of the film, when the credits are coming up, I think they, ha it's whether it's a co-production with or they're just doing a big thank you. I think the gym that gets so used in this movie must have been a pretty uh, steady location. They I think it actually has the name of the gym at the beginning of the movie. Right, I noticed a lot of that. There's a lot of uh, English uh, titles for restaurants and stuff, I guess, because it's Korea. Uh, we don't see a lot of that when we're doing mm -hmm. Hong Kong. I don't know. Um, yeah, I love it. So next scene we have, uh, yeah, he fights all the people, but this is where he fights that big bodybuilder guy. I guess he was like, you know, low rent bolo. And yeah, this is the one where he, he does kind of like kill him by looking at him on the ground, just kind of, <clears throat> I like that. Um, the old man, oh yeah. So the old man's finally brought to the cat boss. Um, I love this. I wrote the note just because we know these films. I wrote, they pretend they're gonna let him go. Cause I'm like, well, <laughs> they're obviously not gonna let him go. And I hadn't seen the scene yet. So I was waiting and uh, we've got clip number nine. So they pretty much tell the old man, they're like, you know, you're, you're fine. We're not gonna bother you anymore. It wouldn't make sense to anybody. It's like, well, you just kidnapped me kidnap my daughter or whatever you're beating everybody up you killed two of my employees but now we're good okay and it's a great scene the one i'm about yeah. to play because i included the beginning of it in where he the old man actually stops and he goes hmm this maybe seems like a trap walks right into it anyway so mm. here we go the clip's called poor old man He figures it out. Ah, nah, nothing. 
Nah, they've got to be truthful people. This face, look on his face, is the best at the end. It is. Hopefully, they'll just pause at that moment. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and got it. it. Yeah, that's awesome. Poor old man. <laughs> um, yeah, the the whole thing actually changes pretty quickly there. Uh, it's like they didn't even acknowledge that they just murdered this old man. It's like, hey, Red Boss, tomorrow's your birthday, right? Here's a kitty. <laughs> he gives him his own kitty cat. And he, he goes to Blue Boss and he's like, here's a packet of money for the celebration. Just so damn random. So now they're going to, yeah, it bleeds into yeah. this great scene of everybody just partying. Well, don't forget when they pull the old man out of the suitcase, he's got no holes in the sides of his head. It's yeah. like he, he's totally clean when he comes out dead. There's no no blood or anything. It was just tiny little pressure points. I love that. Um, okay, so then we get back to the hospital. Like, I guess they just had to acknowledge why the girl is no longer involved with any of the plot. But she is being treated for shock, which includes an IV. And you can't talk to her right now. She's in shock. So all good shit. Um Dragon finds out that it's these guys who killed his brother. Um, I forgot who tells him that. Is it Rick? Somebody finally tells Dragon, these are actually the guys who I think killed they his did. brother. Yeah. yeah oh, it was. I think it was Moon. Remember Moon comes up and yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I knew it didn't make sense, that, but it was just like, okay, well, cool. They're finally telling him. Um, the celebration gets interrupted. I love that they brought a casket. I mean, that's just the best. Everyone's partying and having a good time and here comes Dragon and Jackie with a casket. It's like, well, this is not going to be fun anymore. Um, a great you can well, brother speech. It's very, it, yeah, it's very spaghetti western, like Django, with mixed in with a little fist of fury when he brings the sign in to break up the party. You know, so it's got a little kind of element of those two things. Yeah, yeah, terrific. And then um, comes a wonderful scene. So he gives this great speech. You killed my brother, and he's wearing the jumpsuit. So we're now we're set to go. Anybody else who didn't laugh at this scene, you're crazy. But two of the guys, it's like, guys, get him. Two of the guys, they jump on these, like, pool toys and just, like, surf across the pool. Um, I have that one right here. You murdered my brother Hanshek. Now you will pay with your life. Mm. I'm going to help you join him. Get him, man. Man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. It's awesome. That green, green swimming pool water. Oh, and then this scene where they all throw the clothes at their face. Oh. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah, something about... Uh, well, that's what I mean is that they're... they're the creativity of this is is it wouldn't really make sense it's not really practical it's not really realistic but the stuff that they do is just so wild and out there you know that their brains were just going on overtime trying to oh, yeah. figure out some crazy choreography yeah it's funny i i could have put eight more clips in here we could just all try to watch the movie together because from that scene on we get uh dragon versus the blue boss uh, they use the playground set. They're swinging, beating up. Um, the cool sprinkler thing up on the, you know, weird 
Oh, dang it, we lost Michael again. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll just keep going with that scene because Michael does. But, you know, one thing I loved about this film is they, they really, they used everything. Um, uh, look at who's back. back Do you back. have audio? Oh, go, ahead, you back, just, go ahead. Thanks for saying. I heard you. Oh yeah, cool. Um, yeah, they, they, there's all the all the props, including the boat, which is coming up too. Um, we have Jackie versus the Blue Boss, Dragon versus the Blue Boss. All these cool scenes where he just uses sets to kill people. Um, on to finally Dragon versus the Drill from earlier on that killed his brother. Um, finally, Blue Boss is killed with his own drill, which I thought was very appropriate. Right in the chest. Good. Um, Dragon versus Red Boss starts up, and we get that cool scene, which I'll just jump right into it here. It's kind of a random one, but it's Dragon on a speedboat. It's like he's been doing great up to this point, but the speedboat really threw him off. Yep. Could not have been a fun scene to shoot, I'm imagining. <laughs> awesome. Oh, there we go. Yeah, very fun. Um, <laughs> he eventually knocks him off the boat, tries to run him over with the engine. Some fear that we all had as kids that's not very realistic to that small of an engine chopping you a piece, you know, part or something like that. Um, very funny. Right. He does knock him off. He hits him with a, with an oar. He gets back on, sneaks in the back. I really was surprised. I mean, we did need more competition because up to this point, Dragon's just kicking everybody's butt. But um, we finally meet Wheelchair Man, which is the cop from earlier, which is also the cat person, if I understood this film right. So... He, and this is a great clip, he's, uh, he's yelling, um, where are you, whatever to the name of the red boss. Um, he meets the old guy, and the old guy's like, yeah, I don't know what's up. You know, it's just sort of like messing with him. But he, it's time now for the red boss to try to trap and kill Dragon in the same way they killed the old man. Oh, that, I left out a scene somehow. Um, let me throw it in there. During the last uh, big battle between Blue Boss um, and all of his henchmen, there's a great scene where Jackie does egg kung fu. <laughs> throw that one in here right now. Right, and then, this is an example of how often, how much they tried to set up and pay off in the end fight. Yeah. You know, they said the baseball bat thing got taken out of the U.S. version, but they had that's where they had the egg thing earlier. Though. How does it taste? How does it taste? <laughs> what a line. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so, yeah, we get past all that. We get to the um, speedboat uh, drama, and then um, Dragon gets knocked in the water. Uh, Red Boss escapes. He meets the wheelchair man who... I feel like he's given him some info, but he is, like you said, really hamming it up that he's sick. Uh, I would have been very suspicious. Um, but he doesn't knock him down yet. That's coming. Um, so we get this scene where he tries to uh, trap 
dragon the same way he did the old man, which I think is really cool. <laughs> How's he gonna get out of that? That's badass. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> so good. That that jump in the air, that's a tough one to do. How I mean, he had extended his legs like that. Yeah, seriously. That was great. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. But again, um, you see really colorful, very yellow and the red and the blues and the, I mean, it's just so, and of course it's so over the top with the cages and the traps. And I mean, obviously he's in this balsa wood <laughs> confinement. I think any three-year-old could have probably punched his way out of that wood, but I mean, still the idea is great. Well, I thought of Chris uh, here, um, Chris the Brain Bulletproof, uh, um, just uh I said WWF for the win because, you know, he does like this final like wrestling move and he does this jump in the air and he lands on um, Red Boss and murders him. But I liked that it was just, it felt like some 80s wrestling move. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah here we go. And then uh, we get back to him. Um, the wheelchair man was the big boss slash cop. So um, I thought it was very Enter the Dragon with the shoes instead of the claws, like, uh, you know, at the end with uh, Han. Um, we finally get the baseball bat out. Right, and, and yeah, and that and that example is right there. He's got the cleats on his feet. He pulls up the sh shows his cleats. Then he pulls out two knives. The dragon's got the bat. It's like I'm I'm just saying this movie was just trying to go as overkill as they could. You know, it's like you have nine weapons, you have six, you do, and and it was nothing was conventional. You know, and that and that to me. Like I said, I up to this point, I'd seen just a couple of Dragon Lee movies, but I was totally, he was like my guy at that time. And when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, what, it, what this was like, when, like Alice in Wonderland with Dragon Lee, you know? And, and uh, but I love it. Now, when I watch, when I sit back and watch, especially when you get to see, when you get to see a really nice, you know, transfer of the, of the movie, it's, it's like, it's, it's pretty visual the entire way through. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrific. Um, and he does the same thing. I mean, he gets the scratches on his head and the shoulders. It worked really well. And I loved all the flying around he was doing. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. I, I do have one um, scene from that fight. And let's just throw it on um, and that'll expand from there. This is our final clip. So here we go. <laughs> so good. The kitty sounds. Sound effects, man. <laughs> He's such a badass. So good. So Those noises are so exclusive to this movie, and it's just so. And when they when he yells, you'll notice they get into an echo sort of chamber when he yells. So it's yeah. like this. It's, it's just it's everybody gets magical when they start fighting, you know. That was super cool. 
Um, yeah, and then I didn't, you're pulling the scene. I mean, again, now is enough of that. You know, people will get this super release when it comes out, but um, it's baseball time. So he pulls out the baseball bat finally. Um, and I think it was really great because then Rick comes and Rick, I guess this was a throwback to earlier with Moon, but yeah, throwing baseballs, baseballs are hitting him in the head. Um, yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. Good ending. Um, and then that big final scene, which I, I should have shown, but it's just so random, Juliet, like finally uh, baseball for the win. They beat the hell out of him with those, those balls. And then he's dead. And Juliet's just like, what's up? I'm back from the hospital. What's been going on? It's all resolved. Good. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, well, and again, it's, it's sort of weird because we've already set up this moment where Johnny's like, that's my girl. I just, she doesn't know yet. And Dragon's like, oh, don't worry, I'll help you out. So the, the ending to me always felt like, oh, Dragon, don't go, you know, you just told him you were going to help him out. Don't go stealing his babe now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think maybe the idea is, I think, I'm sure it was prop, I'm sure it was probably more like, look, she's healthy. She's fine. She's going to be okay. And he's like, oh, good. You know, I think, I'm sure that was probably more the uh, intention of it. Well, lovely film. I really enjoyed it um, beginning to end, actually. This is, I was saying uh, when you dropped out earlier, I feel like sometimes you're torturing me uh, with history. It's like, you know, any good teacher, you're showing me the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. Not everything can be this movie. Sometimes you get those other ones, you know? And uh, yeah, no, you, we've been on a roll. I think over the last like 10 of them, you've been really kind to me. We had a few, you know, somewhere around. 12 to 18 you're like all right we're going obscure on this one i mean so beware of the game <laughs> of death you know we've had ramon zamora and monkeys chasing girls on the beach uh you know so this has been this was a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah i'd have to look at our list yeah I mean, well I've actually I, I, think... I think i've enjoyed them all but there's there's definitely some of them that required a lot more effort as a a bruce uh bruce exploitation lover um, than this one did. This one was effortlessly good and watching the copy well, I had. Yeah, we we have to show both. You know, I mean, we've got to kind of cover our bases and let everybody see, you know, and pick on there. Some people love the really bad ones, but I think for us, you know, it's just a matter of going through. I mean, I, and I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, some I've only watched once or twice in my lifetime and probably would never thought I was going to watch again. But for the sake of, I mean, there's a couple I'm still like going, okay, we're going to have to do these one day, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I mean, I just find them as a whole always interesting. You know, there's always something about them that's kind of interesting. Um, but, th but this one, like I said, it was a... I saw it not too long after it had been made. You know, it's probably the mid '80s when I saw it. It wasn't in theaters. It was um, it was actually on TV. There was some channel I want to say was in LA. It was KTLA or something. I can't really remember. No, it might have been up in the Bay Area. All I just remember I saw it on a TV, um, some TV showing of it, and uh, yeah, just uh, it blew my mind. Let's just put it that way. But um, today I, I, I have a, especially now that I've had a chance to sort of see the whole um the whole thing and you know the, the the original you know scope of it it's um you know so it's a fun one to go back to so i'm glad we got a chance one, to see it this one really hit home what you always bring up the idea that the the ones out on the web are so crappy in terms of quality um i mean i want a korean plus the american release of this on like a blu-ray right like this one looks clean but it's such a shame how much of this is just going to get lost over time. I mean, we we just have VHS copies because, you know. Anyway, more power to you, Michael. Out there mm -hmm. finding these things and restoring them. We all appreciate it, you know. Oh, trying, trying. 
I know. Okay, so speaking of, let's head to news. And then unlike uh, most of the time, we'll get to questions because I know we've got a few here. And uh, we'll do that next. Um, well, I can, I can, well, on the film front, I've got a couple new, uh, films I've pulled, pulled out of the, uh, the, uh, mire, um, a couple of film prints of some movies I'm hoping we're going to get a chance to do. Um, and then, uh, um, but also I, uh, I wrote a, um, I don't know, are you there? I can't see you, but. No, I made you solo so I could grab a tissue. <laughs> It's the live recording thing, but go on. Buddy. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I was just wondering. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so I was going to say that uh, in, I'm, I've also um, written a um, a piece for uh, Rick. And for those that don't know, Rick Rick Myers kind of re-released his Eastern Heroes magazine, and he's going to do a limited run of it for I don't know how many issues he's doing. But I, I did a, I did a two part article for him, um, chronicling my growing up being fascinated by Bruce Lai and what it was like to you know, see him as a little kid in the theaters and just be enamored by what he did and then to ultimately start getting to know him later in life. And so I've got a, um, a little short documentary that I've been shooting and finishing, I should say, it's already mostly shot um, about that, but I wrote sort of a companion piece that's gonna be in his um, next issue of Eastern Heroes, I think it's volume two. So if you look up Ricky, um, look him up on uh, Instagram or, or, um, you know, Facebook and pick it up, you know, so it's got some good stuff. It's a great magazine and it's a nice throwback to getting print magazines again, rather than just digital magazines. And, uh, it's, it's cool. You know, it was, it was a fun doing a big write up companion piece to the, the documentary. Well, and I'll throw in a pro tip uh, that you gave people the other day. You can actually find it on Amazon right now, um, with free prime shipping. I bought my copy, which I haven't received yet, from um, them directly. So I had to pay some whopping 15 bucks in international shipping. So, yeah, if you're in America, U.S. or Canada and you want a copy, Amazon is the key. But if you can't find it there, like I said, yeah, um, yeah their website sells it as well. And I was going to say, and their first issue, I think, like you said, is available on Amazon now, and it's got Dragon Lee on the cover. I don't, I don't know what's on the inside because I don't have a copy of it yet. But I, I do know they got Dragon Lee on the cover, and then the one I wrote in will be issue two and issue three. So, um, uh, and I found I actually, it. I found a a bunch of really neat trailers. Um, neat sound like a looking neck. I'm neat trailers. I found some really cool trailers uh, on thirty five five millimeter and a couple negatives too that I'm hoping to get get transferred and uh, you know either I'm gonna either well let you know we'll, do, we'll announce it through this or or just on the pages if I'm just gonna get a, throw them up on YouTube or if they're gonna come out on a, a release or something like that but oh uh, man how cool some would great that ones. be found some really I mean cool even ones. extras uh, some just, that I've never even yeah, seen. yeah some I've never yeah, seen I love that yeah and I mean gosh you know I'm sure I speak for everyone here we would take what well, didn't it exist before um but not Bruce exploitation related, but just old Kung Fu trailers as a Blu-ray release. I think I saw that somewhere. I've never gotten to see it, but I'd love to see that for all these films, just how they were advertised. Yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Most of the ones that I just found are the U.S. versions, but the kind of interest U.S. versions and then find the Hong Kong versions or even Korean, if you can find them, those are a little harder to find, but the Hong Kong versions and sort of kind of see what they're trying to sell. Cause they're not the same. They're always different. They sell different aspects of the movie to, yeah. to, um, 
you know that like there's the the hong kong like for instance i've got a hong kong trailer and a u.s trailer to slaughter in san francisco and it's interesting because in the hong kong version they try to pitch the low way angle and they even say bruce lee was offered or was in consideration for a man called tiger which is a jimmy wang Yu movie that that low way did but because the film slaughter in san francisco is called the yellow faced tiger I think in the advertising, they were trying to promote it as that was the movie that Bruce Lee was offered because it says the, the, the movie meant for Bruce Lee, you know, shot by his director of uh, Fist of Fury. And that's what the, the Hong Kong version of the trailer, the, the U.S. version of the trailer is pretty much all like pushing Chuck Norris and, and his aspect in the movie, you know. And so anyways, it's always fun to look at them, compare the two. Yeah, I love that. That's funny. Yeah, because he was barely in it. Okay, well, let me go ahead. I'm going to scroll back up. Um, I'm going to try to just go through and see what we've got here. Um, one of the first questions is, hey, when's this going to come out? Um, this, when's your uh, your copy going to come out of this movie? When uh, is the question, when is the, the, the version you're showing the clips from coming out? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Gotcha. Uh, well, like, you know, and I always have to be careful because every time I, you know, whether we do it on this show or whether I'm, you know, having them put stuff up on the pages, showing some clips, some of these films are not necessarily guaranteed for release, at least yet. That's always my goal. My goal is always to get them to come out. But sometimes I'm, you got to understand, I'm, I'm sort of like a, a, a lone entrepreneur where I would go out and I will spend my own money and I will buy these films. I will track them down. And then I go to certain companies that whether it's my own co, uh, Pearl River that I co-founded or different ones and say, hey, I got this. I think it will be a good sale. Yeah, because we always understand that it's like a lot of time and money that go into these things to make them at least look halfway decent. Uh, but in the case of the drag, this this one we just did. Um, uh, it is going to come out. It definitely is. And my guess is I don't have the exact release date, but it's either, it's going to be announced before the end of the year. So mm, I'm going to say the beginning of the year, like January, February, but I'm not positive. It could be a little earlier, but we'll be announcing it though. Not, not too much longer. Yeah. Are we going to get the opportunity to do a commentary check? <laughs> yeah, I actually, it's the part, the funny thing is, is part of the reason I, I'm sitting here with the, with the, is that we're releasing these films, we're not just getting the best, we're, we're trying to load them up. We've got interviews we're trying to get on there. We've got other information we're trying to get on there. And I have, you have no idea how many commentaries I've got planned right now that I have to do for these different releases. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, And it's like, I love it. It's like it's like you and I can sit here and go back and forth sometimes when we talk about these films with these commentaries. So it's not it's dead. You're literally got to talk straight through. Because um, uh, for me, when I when I listen to commentaries, sometimes and it's hard. I mean, I get it. But sometimes you listen to people and then they just sort of they kind of run out of things to say and they start talking about uh, things that are like related off here, off here. I like to try to be as specific about the movie as possible. So as you're as you're watching it, you're picking up that piece or that piece or that piece, you know, I'm trying to grab a couple of the filmmakers, not necessarily for this golden dragon, silver snake, but trying to find some of the filmmakers on some of the movies. We've got a couple of them and we're trying to tie it all together. So yeah, you'll get, you'll get commentaries. I can't say specifically which ones I know a few for sure, but there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> which is That's my funny. way of indicating there's a lot of movies coming out. <laughs> um, you know, so many of these, I mean, I would just, I'd watch them, um, 
bunch of times just to hear some of that background. Yeah, so always cool stuff. All right, well, Glenn, uh, Glenn Savage, he, Salvage, um, he asked um, if we're going to be covering Storming Attacks, a.k.a. Image of Bruce Lee. Yeah, I think um, I think that uh, that one actually it's funny we're talking about it because I just found a 35 millimeter print of it and it's pretty beat up. So I was trying to decide whether to invest in it. But um, yeah, I think that's a good one to do. I actually have had that in my my brain. I wasn't sure if it was going to be the next one, but I, I think it should be in the next couple ones. But I'm happy to make it the next one. Bruce Live. I love it. Yeah, if you you get to choose that right now. So. All right, well, we'll do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, well, Martial Arts Theater 3000 um, asked, um, I think more for you, Michael, have you seen Blazing Ninja, Godfrey Ho movie that mixes Bruce Boitation with uh, World War II era stuff? Yeah, I did see it a long time ago. I've, I haven't watched all of Godfrey's ninja movies. You know, I mean, most of the stuff that, that I... I was mostly fascinated by his, but there's a whole fan base for the ninja ones. I mean, the ninja ones with Harrison and all those guys, they're just so like crazy out there. Um, But uh, yeah, I have seen it. And uh, it's another definitely wild movie for sure. And it's, you know, he's right. It does kind of tie into what we do with, you know, even if it might be on the periphery, it definitely fits in there. I mean, the truth is I would like to try to dig up and I have been for the last year, year and a half. So always open to hearing people's uh, input on this is finding some more of, of the uh, Zamora stuff. You know, we did Game of Death, but there's a couple like Fish of Fury and a few others that might be worth doing. Oh, I love it. Um, a few people pointed out uh, Trailers of Fury. Um, Ian Lee uh, talked about a few DVDs that uh, are a little hard to get through, but after about an hour of watching trailers, you start to get in the mix. You know, I suggest anytime you're doing that, had alcohol. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's the, the thing that balances all. I know that doesn't work for you, Michael, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, for Ian, I think uh, you could probably relate to that. Just, uh, yeah, you power through with the help of chemicals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, well, I did, uh, I for Severn Films, we did do a whole, they, I, I mean, those mostly probably have seen it, but there's a blue, great Blu-ray release just of all trailers. They had found these, trailers in the in what was once a movie theater a chinese movie theater but then was a chinese restaurant and they found these stack of of trailers and they they transferred them and i came out and that's i did the, i did was brought in to do the commentary on the bruceploitation stuff but it's uh it's you know there's which there's about five or six of them in there but the majority of it's um just regular kung fu movies so it's pretty it's pretty it's a good one it's a good one to watch if you like trailers it's amazing um, Glenn also asked, uh, I don't know how this fits, but when will the Bruce lie documentary be getting released? Is there a Bruce lie documentary? The, what, what it is, is I'm, I'm cutting when I, the, the times I went to, to visit him, I was cutting, um, or I wasn't cutting, but I was anticipating doing a documentary on my growing up, as I mentioned earlier, um, yeah. on, um, his movies and then getting a chance to work with him. So that um i'm in the middle of editing it i don't i was actually it's funny because i just had somebody approach me about doing trying to get it into a film festival even in a rough state at the end of this next month but i just i'm not going to have it done to where i want it it's going to be about 25 minutes long so it's going to be a little short documentary um i'm gonna i'm entering into festivals but there is um a couple of documentaries i've been doing that will 
be on releases on some of these Blu-ray releases. Uh, there's another one I'm working on. It's a smaller one about about um, the film, about these films and the theaters to be in and what happened to them. And, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice history of kung fu movies in the theaters. So there's a couple things coming out, but that's what he's talking about. Yeah, and we're all so excited about all the stuff you have. You've got, you would like sort of have all of this great footage, knowledge, stuff, plus the documentary and everything, and, you know, just can't come quickly well, enough. Well, you but... know, it's like I just found out that Bruce Lai had shot all this Super 8 footage on his movie sets, but I don't have it. Bruce Lai doesn't have it. Somebody else has it, and I just – they were gonna do something with it and then they didn't. Oh, cool. And now I was like going, I was saying, just release it. If you're not gonna do it, give it to me. I'll put it in something or I'll just, just throw it on some of the releases. But it's like, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, this is, it's one of those things. And I when I being a, and I'm sure it's frustrating for all of this, but when you just know about something exists and you wanna get it out. Cause I just wanna get stuff, everything I own, everything that I have, everything that I've discovered or purchased, I wanna get out for everybody to see. And some people, they just kind of sit on it, you know? So it's like, oh, and I was hearing about this. I was like, God, there's like tons of this footage that I want to just, I want to get it out. How cool would that be? Um, all right. Well, Sean uh, Cavender was wondering, you already mentioned which one we're probably doing next. Um, well, again, I'll always follow up with you on that. Um, what about, uh, well, he just, he'd love to see Edge of Fury or Return of Bruce. I don't know either of those. Yeah, but... Edge of Fury. Yeah, Edge of Fury is a good one. It's Lee Sonam, you know, uh, Curata's in it. Um, we, you know, we, when we went out to Hong Kong a couple trips ago, you know, we spent some time with both of them and talked, got interviews about the movie too, which is kind of cool. Um, Return of Bruce. It's good to know people. It's kind of nice to hear some of the titles people are enjoying. I just, uh, I just found a, a nice print of that that film and it's a, it's another it's a weird bruce lay one but it's cool it's definitely cool um but yeah i think we'll get to them i think they're grabbing the, they're, they're, everything you've named so far is one that's been in my head about us doing so all right well how about fletch kelman was asking deadly strike deadly strike oh yeah 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 that, huh? yeah that's another you know there's like magnum fist it's another you know um bruce lie the invincible which is sort of a prequel to fist of fury that bruce lie was in uh we got i mean there's a good we still got a good chunk to do so i love it um all right well let me throw on um i don't know this chat thing's terrible i did see a question from martial arts theater on when you and i started collaborating it's a funny story i was doing um Cinema Bushido, and I was just grabbing random people who were into movies, like somebody who was really into RoboCop. I said, well, come on the podcast. Let's talk about RoboCop. And we did, um, I think we did Fist of Fury, maybe. It was Big Boss. Yeah. I remember at the time, um, my co-host on that, uh, Lee Van Cleef, he's just like, I remember he's just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like this guy knows so much about this movie and he knows so much about Bruce Lee. Like we've we've upped our game like because you know everyone else comes in you know like let's say i got somebody who really loved something like robocop they're just like uh, they're reiterating all the same stuff we know but that moment was definitely a moment where it was like now we're really talking about a freaking movie and you know i love bruce lee so much and yeah covering those movies i think you covered at least three of them on cinema bushido so if anybody's ever bored and there's no clone casts around. You can always go look at Cinema Bushido and just look at the Bruce Lee movies. And I think Michael and I and Lee did three of them. So. 
Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I think we did. Uh, we did two. I know. I think we did Big Boss and Fist of Fear, which is funny because anybody also interested for the Criterion Reflections, which is a, a podcast on all the Criterion movies. I did Big Boss and just did Fist of Fury, and we're going about to do Way of the Dragon pretty soon. I think they asked me to come on and do it. Um, and then I actually just wrote an essay that's coming out in a book on Fist of Fury about Fist of Fury from the point of view of a filmmaker, you know, about how low way and Chris Chen, the cinematographer, shot the movie. And, and um, but yeah, you should definitely go back and look up Cinema Bushido because we I remember we had a good time on those. That was fun. Those are a lot of fun. And I uh, I'm glad you brought that one up because that's news, too. I mean, that Criterion cast is just from what last month. And I. I am embarrassed to say I haven't listened to it yet, but um, Jana, my my partner, was like, um, <laughs> okay. she's look, she was looking at something, and she's like, oh look, they're doing, they did like Fist of Fury or something. And I'm like, and I'm like, and guess who's in it? And she looked at, it, she, oh, Michael. I'm like, ah, yeah, not enough time in the world for everything. I'll be on it by next time, and I'll you know, <laughs> we'll go for it. Um, oh man. If I missed any, you guys just throw me questions. You know what? We, I can always uh, collaborate with Michael and we can get you answers out on, you know, the, the uh, Twitter or whatever. So rock and roll. Um, anything else you want to throw out there, Michael? Well, maybe we'll, um, we'll do, you know, what we should just do is since this, all these questions, we'll just, uh, why don't you and I, I'll just send you four, four uh, like we did before, I'll send you four possibilities these and then we'll do a little you can do a poll thing and then we'll just, oh that's a great we'll idea we'll go with the one that yeah. gets the most votes we'll leave it up to you guys we'll do a poll and then we will go um down the list you know based on the first ones follow to the end ones and that'll be our order or whatever something like that cool well as always it's a pleasure Michael. Good. this was this was a great one and uh thanks everyone for joining yeah it was this fun was man Super cool. I'm really liking the new format. I love that we get to interact with you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep this going just like this. I'll edit this off into a podcast. Yeah. It'll be out there on iTunes and stuff. And uh, one month from now, we'll be doing the next one. Yeah, thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in live. It's it's very cool. And I, I appreciate the support. And, um, and uh, yeah, this is fun. I love talking some Dragon Lee in a parking lot. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're always doing that. It's awesome. Uh, we need to get back to your storage facility again. You can show off all of your uh, toys. Michael's got a lot of. Yeah, you know, stuff, maybe so. maybe that maybe what I'll do is every time we do one of these podcasts, I'll grab a couple things from my collection and I'll just have them on hand. I mean, I just the reason I'm in my car and usually end up in my cars is I'm always driving around working and stuff. So it's like I get kind of pull over, but I'll uh, make sure to plan so I can do it. We'll do a show and tell. Oh, we got to come up with a good name for it, like uh, Bruce and Tell or something. I don't know, but <laughs> I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll start thinking about that at a time. All right. Till next time, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye bye. All right. Bye, guys.